so hi everyone. Um, so this is College Leap at IVC, and I'm your host, Meyer Meyer. And for today's podcast, we invited Omar, who transferred from IVC to UC Berkeley as an ECS major. Um, so so excited to have you here. And can you give us a brief introduction of yourself and what you're doing right now? Okay, yeah. So um, like Maya said, I transferred from Urban Vet College um, just this spring. And I'm in my I'm a junior transfer now at Berkeley, majoring in electrical engineering and computer sciences. Um, funny thing, like half the faculty calls it EECS, and the other half calls it EECS. And like the general student body calls it EECS. So I'm just gonna say, refer to it as EECS, uh, just like short shorthanded, I guess. Um, but as for me, um, I'm really passionate about like social implications of the technology. And Berkeley was always like my dream school, to, so I'm really happy that I made it here. Um, for that introduction, so. Um... We will start off with like talking about your um, experience at um, IVC. So um, what were some of the classes you took um, to prepare for your major, um, which is EECS? And um, like, what do you recommend for students of the same major to prepare for it? Yeah, um, so I took literally everything that was remotely possible. Uh, so I took every single math class which was, um, you know, Calc 1, Calc 2, Calc 3, then linear algebra and differential equations. I also took the three physics classes, which were 4A, 4, 4B, and 4C. Um, and I took just about every CS class in the catalog, or at least the ones that are like the main ones. So I didn't take any of like the, I guess, auxiliary ones or just not so main, main like style ones. So I took CS 36, CS 37, CS 38, um, 41, 40A, 40B, 10. Yeah, those are all the ones they took. And I guess just in general for classes wise, um, just you got to look at an assist. That's pretty much it. Um, CS is like really rigorous. So like if you're missing one requirement, you're just done. Like they're not going to even look at your application. So um, just do as much as you can pretty much. Thank you. Um, so what who are some of the professors you recommend or you connected the most with at IBC? Yeah, so, um, well, so like the second half of my time at IBC was pretty much in COVID. So I didn't really like get to talk to many professors that much. But when I was in person, I think the two professors I talked to the most were Professor Liu and Professor Loke. Um, so Liu is actually a writing professor, um, but she was like probably my favorite professor at IBC. So I talked to her a lot of times in my first year and within my second year as well. Um, and Loke was like my CS10 professor. He taught the intro program in the Python class. and um, I just talked to him about random stuff regarding CS. So I guess those are like the two professors I talked to the most. Okay, great. Um, so about your time, during your time at IVC, um, what are some of the extracurricular activities that you took part in? And um, how did you get involved in those? And what do you recommend for students? Yeah, so at IVC, um, I guess I'll just go through the year. So like in my first year, I was just mainly a like a member of like a couple clubs. So I was a member of CS Club, um, Applied Science and Engineering Club. Um, I think those were pretty much the two in my first year. And then um, during my first year, I wanted to get more involved. So um, I was treasurer, treasurer of CS Club for a short bit. And then I transitioned, transitioned into vice president of my second year. Um, and then I also became the treasurer of Low Activist Club in my second year as well. Actually, most of my things happened in my second year. So, and then um, I guess another extracurricular I did was I was a tech fellow at CodePath, which is like a nonprofit organization. 
they're basically trying to improve computer science education across the nation by holding project-based courses. Um, so it gives students a much more hands-on approach as opposed to like the classes that you might normally take, which is very like, might either be too theory-based or like not enough exposure to like industry practices. So I was tech fellow with them and in my last semester, which was spring 2021, um, I helped facilitate a Android mobile development course for IBC students. Um, other than that, I was on, I was in the honors program. Um, I actually, actually didn't finish the honors program, like their certificate thingy, but um, I was also on the honors program student council and I was a peer mentor there. And I had three mentees that I mentored throughout my second year, um, all first year CS students, but now they're second years now. But, um, and then I also did research at IVC. Um, I started this research in my writing to you class and it was basically about private data harvesting on social media platforms. And, um, you know, Professor Lee kind of encouraged me to like make it more than just like a writing assignment in her class. So I just ended up kind of expanding on it. I ended up presenting it at the IBC and Saddleback uh, Honor Symposium in the fall. Um, yeah, other than that, I did like some tutoring on the side, but I think those are like the main ones. How much time do you have during that day? Um, I don't know. I mean, in IBC, I was very like, I was very focused, I guess I would say. Um, I, I came in, I came in before I even like started IBC, I knew like I wanted to go to Berkeley and I like, I was going to like try my hardest to get there. Um, and it just so happened that like all my extracurriculars like lined up with what I am like passionate about. So um, that's definitely like one thing I would like to say for like people who are like trying to, I guess, get involved is like, don't get involved just for the sake of like having stuff to put on your application. Um, have stuff like that really like you are passionate about doing because like when you write about it in your application, like it's very clear whether or not like you care about it or not, right? Um, especially if you want to write about it in one of your PIQs. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Great advice. Um, yeah, um, so what are some of the resources that you took advantage of IVC and um, yeah, just that's it. Um, so resources wise, I really just the honors program, what they had to offer. Um, a funny story is like, I was very stubborn about joining the honors program because I felt like they didn't have really anything for me because their like articulation or, or like their honors agreements are for like UCLA and UCI, right? Um, I always wanted to go to Berkeley. So I was like very arrogant about like not joining it. Um, and then I, I got convinced to join it and it ended up being like probably the best decision I made at IVC because um, I got involved in like a bunch of stuff through it. So I think really just the honors program is really like the, the number one thing if you're trying to transfer it. Okay, thank you. Um, so if you like could go back to college, are there things that you would do differently or like, are you satisfied with what? Um, that's tough. I mean, I am really satisfied with how like my two years went and like where I ended up because I did like, you know, make it to Berkeley and made it for my major as well, like the major I wanted. Um, but I was also like thinking about this because I was writing like a response to another application that was like asking me the same thing. And I think like one thing I would have done differently is like not focus so like not drill too hard into academics. Like I think I was like too engrossed with like being perfect in terms of like GPA and coursework and all that, that I like didn't put enough time for like things that like, I wanted to do on the side, right? Like let's say like building more projects or like getting involved with other stuff. Um, even though I was very involved with my academic community, I was like mean like outside of the academic community, right? Um, so I guess like that's the biggest thing, but at the same time, I can't really say like that was a detriment, like not doing that because I still ended up where I want to go, so.
What do you think set you apart from other transfer applicants of the same major? And what would you consider were your greatest um, strengths and like, what do you think stood out the most? Yeah, um, I think that, so I have like kind of like an X factor story that I won't really get into much. It's kind of personal, right? But like I had like an experience before I came to IBC, I think like really changed me as like a person. Um, so that was definitely like a big like X factor on my application, I think. But just generally speaking of my time at IVC, I think what really helped me stand out was like um, my passion for like teaching and like mentoring other people, um, as well as like my coursework in general was like very rigorous. I took like 18 to 20 units every semester um, and they were all like major like prep classes, right? Um, so I think it definitely like showed like I, I could handle like rigor and stuff like that. Thanks. Um, so my next question is, what were the topics that you wrote about in your PIQs and what did you convey about your character? Yeah, so um, the first one's like they ask you about like why you chose your major. Um, and that one I talked about how um, I didn't really like CS. Like I, I, took a, I took APCSA in high school and I hated it. Like I absolutely hated it. And before that, I'd always wanted to do computer science. But after I took it, I was like, you know, I don't want to do CS anymore. I hate it. I'm not going to do it. Um, so I actually came to IVC as a bioengineering major. Um, but for Berkeley, they recommended you take a couple CS classes. So I took a CS class, and I ended up really liking it. So I switched. Um, so I talked about that. But then I guess the main thing was me talking about how um, I had like, this new kind of like outlook on CS now. And that kind of like, I guess, encouraged me to explore like all the possible avenues of it. So I talked about how I did like the practical side and like the theoretical side of it, right? I guess practical side was like me like going to hackathons and like seeing stuff like that. I could actually like, build stuff from scratch, like a fully working application. That was like a really, um, I guess, like cool thing to me, um, I guess to put it in a weird way. But and then for like the theoretical side, I talked about like my research, um, even though like it wasn't like super, super technical. Uh, it was just like gave me like a nice like introduction to like what it could like lead into. Um, so that was number one. And number two, I talked about leadership. I talked about like a couple of like leadership roles I held at IVC, um, namely like CS Club, like the honors program, or, like peer mentor and stuff like that. Um, I think I believe I think that one was pretty cookie cutter, honestly. Um, I don't think that one was very like unique or anything like that. Um, and then number three was about like that X factor thing I previously mentioned about like that story I had before I came to IVC, and I I think that one was by far away my best essay. I think that's what got me in, um, honestly speaking. Um, and then my fourth one was. Um, I chose the, which one was it? Oh, how would you make your, how have you made like your community or school a better place? And I talked about, um, you know, like tutoring and teaching again. Um, I talked about like a little bit of code path and stuff like that. Um, I guess like what came across genuinely through my essays was like, I very much cared about my academic community. Like I'm very ingrained in my academic, even like at Berkeley, even though it's only been like a month and a half, um, I am very like pretty much ingrained with my academic community. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, so my next question is, what advice would you give yourself at the beginning of the transfer process? And what are some of the key insights that you gained that you would like to share? Yeah, so I guess for me, I think I what I would tell myself is like, definitely don't worry as much. I know that's like really hard to say because after I turned in my application, um, 
I had like really bad, bad anxiety like the next four months leading up to like results. Like I was checking my application with like 50 times a day and I kept finding like things that I could correct. But at that point, obviously it's too late, right? Cause you turned it in. Um, so like, I think definitely just don't beat yourself up about it. Um, but take the time beforehand to like really outline everything and like make sure you say what you want to say because it's one, you have one chance basically, right? Otherwise you have to wait whole entire year. Um, so I guess just take your time and just make sure you are good with everything on your application before you submit. Even if you submit it by like the very last minute, right? Obviously don't do that, but if you have to, you have to, right? Um, and generally speaking, I think that also another thing I could do is be, is be more, more open-minded about like transferring to other schools. Like, because I knew I always wanted to go to Berkeley, right? But like, I think at some point, like it got like so crazy that like, I just wouldn't accept going to anywhere else. Um, and I obviously that's not very healthy. Um, and it's not good either. Right. Um, but I definitely, yeah, I got over that after like, a, I don't remember what happened, but yeah, just in general, just keep an open mind and consider all, all the options you have for you and just, um, see what fits you best and what might like give you the best path to success. Great. Thank you. Um, so what, Based on your experience, um, what do admission officers look for most in that applicant? And like, I know you had a perfect GPA. So if like someone did not have the perfect GPA, how can they compensate to still have a chance to get admitted to such a competitive major? Um, yeah, so I actually talked to a couple of like Berkeley admissions officers and pretty much they all agree the same thing as like the personal insight questions. Um, those can really like offset lower GPAs, um, especially for like majors like EECS, even CS as well. Um, like every 50% of the applicants already have 4.0s. So like at that point, whatever, what, what separates everyone is just the essays and like the, the extracurriculars, right? But the extracurriculars are not actually as emphasized as like people think. Um, don't quote me on this, but if I remember correctly, one of them told me that it's like 50% GPA and coursework and then 35% of the questions and then 15% extracurriculars in terms of like how they weigh the application. Um, but don't quote me on that. I don't know if that, I don't know if I remember correctly or not, but um, that does sound in line like what if what I've been told. Um, but yeah, generally just have very strong PIQs. And I, I think like a lot of people take it for granted that they can just write anything on there and like they, the officers won't read it. For some schools that is true. I know some UC schools like do not actually read the PIQs as part of the application process. Um, but for Berkeley, they definitely do. Um, it's one of the like their main factors. So definitely just start early and just think about what you could say and like what is like the most genuine like story you can tell them, right? Because at the end of the day, like you gotta you gotta separate yourself somehow, right? Everyone has 4.0, everyone has like the same coursework done. Um, you know, everyone is probably loves CS and has been working with technology since they were kids or something like that, right? Um, so you gotta have something that makes you stand out. Right. Yeah, I think more more than any schools, like Berkeley, really cares about the PIQ. So, yeah. Um. So my next question is, um, it's about like, can you share about some of your um internship experience or like any experience related to Kamsai that you had and like what you learned from it? Um, I mean, technically, I haven't had like a actual internship yet per se. Like. Like working at like a large company yet right now but i've been applying right now i've been interviewing right now um for next summer but before transferring i didn't actually have any like actual like career experience i mean i did work with like i did work on projects and i did like kind of hackathons stuff like that but that's not like you know internship stuff i guess in general just like i think the best way to like start building skills like that is just um 
find something that like you do every day and like you want to make it easier or like um be more efficient something like that right um or like have like one of your passions let's say like you like so yeah okay you told you just talked about um how you're doing recruiting right now so um what's the process like and um how, how's your, how, how's your experience be yeah so um I guess like so basically in CS you just shoot your resume out to like as many companies as possible and you just you just hope that you get something back right so I guess most companies what they do is like if you pass the resume screen which is typically just automated they have some parser and just like look for some certain things um, they'll send you like an OA which is like an online assessment and it's basically like a quick like coding challenge I guess you could call it um, some companies are different like Amazon like there's a three part to it there's like a coding there's like a behavioral and there's like a you do like a simulation of a workspace or something like that. Um, but like, yeah, it really just differs on the company. But generally, they just send you an OA. And then if you do well enough on that OA, you get invited to like, let's say, a phone interview. Um, and then if you do well on that one, you might go to final round, which is like a, you know, really long winded one. Um, honestly, all companies like they, they do it really differently. Like I know, I know someone that my one of my friends, he's applying for he applied for like Cisco and like they, they he just submitted his resume and he went straight to like behavioral and then that was it. He got the offer. Um, so like it just, it just you know it's really it's just it's really random. It's kind of like college admissions in a sense, right? You just hope that it works out in the end. But um, I guess in preparation of that, I've just been grinding lead code, um, pretty much. That's that's really it. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So my next question is, um, what what's your career that you want to go into, and how are you preparing for it? Yeah. So. Um, I have like two avenues that I want to pursue. Um, so I'm like really passionate about teaching. So I definitely want to become like a teacher professor later on. But before that, I actually want to, you know, work in industry. I want to be a software engineer. Um, like in terms of specialty, I always thought I wanted to do machine learning. But after I came to Berkeley, and I like was looking through like, you know, the machine learning classes, like there's a lot of math and I just hate math. So I don't know if I want to really follow that. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I'll just see. Um, but yeah, generally, I just want to get some practice in the industry for like, I don't know, maybe a decade or two and then like transition on to be like a professor or teacher. Um, I'm actually going to apply to like the fifth year EECS master's here um, and like with a like, specialization in education, probably. Um, but that's like in two years time. So I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Wow. OK, <laughs> great. Um, so, yeah, what are yes, you talked about lead code, but what are some of the online um, learning resources you would recommend to students of your major? And um, do you have any like favorite learning websites or something like that? Um, to be honest, I don't really use many online resources. Um, I guess I just like, if I need to, I'll just like search it up in Google and just pick the first thing that comes up. Um, Really, like, I guess I also part of it's like just I prepared pretty well beforehand. Um, like I took a I took a Berkeley CS class in the summer um, and that class actually like, kind of makes you a god at recursion and recursion is like, you know, a big thing. Right. Um, but yeah, I feel like I was very well prepared for like problem solving in general. Um, and then that class doesn't really pertain to data structures and algorithms too much, but like it just gets you that problem solving like mindset. And I already have like prior knowledge of data structures and stuff like that. So I just combine those two together, I guess you could say it. And I just use that. I, I think online resources, there are a lot, obviously, right? Um, like there was like a full stack web dev bootcamp that I did on like Udemy. Um, but I don't really remember any of it because I don't, I don't really use it that much. I'm trying to relearn full stack right now. Um, but 
Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch. It's just really up to what you want to do, right? Like if people want to do web dev, there's like Free Code Camp, the Odin Project, um, a bunch of stuff. I guess there's another one too, I forgot the name of, but, and there's like, you know, a bunch of stuff for machine learning. There's like that one Stanford Andrew something course, right? Um, yeah, it's just really what you want to do. Okay, thank you. And um, for the last part, I would, I have some questions about your current um, life at like university. Mm -hmm. So quickly, um, so what were some of the resources that you took you took advantage of at um, Berkeley, and what would you recommend for students as their first step of like um, actions to take after transferring to a university? Um, let's see. So there's there's a lot. Um, especially like in the college engineering at Berkeley, they give you like a lot of support. Um, there are like transfer, like student counselors you can talk to and like their second year or even third year um, that you can talk to about like for like anything like research, internship, whatever it might be, like their experience in their first year. Um, I'm actually part of like a mentorship program. It's like the engineering, I forgot the name of it, but it's like engineering mentorship program. I have a mentor. Um, she's in her second year as a transfer, right? And she's also EECS as well. Um, so like, you know, I just ask her questions about like research, like internships and whatnot, classes, and like we just talk about it. Um, but generally there's a, there are a lot of things and like my emails, my mailbox just gets like filled with them, right? Like there's like internship fairs, like career fairs, there's um, people coming in speakers, uh, professional development workshops like every week, right? Um, so there's like a lot of things to do. I guess in general, like, but getting acclimated to like this environment is really I guess it's a it's like definitely a stepping stone because um, like you like especially from IVC IVC is actually rather small of a community college right um, so I think I think I don't remember how many people there are but are, but like at Berkeley right there's like forty thousand people like so there's a lot of people on campus and there's a lot of like things you don't know especially with such a, like a large campus as well you kind of get you kind of find yourself like lost in the beginning um, but like I think what helped me was like because I took a CS class over the summer I was like. I like met up with a lot of like transfers. We're also taking a class and we just have like a group now. And we like, you know, um, so that's like, that's like the main group I like talk to, I guess, or like go around with at Berkeley. Um, but in general, like you, you will find like people in your major very easily. Um, there's a lot of like college engineering things and not even just college engineering, really any, any college, whatever it might be. Um, but like you'll find people in the same major and like get acclimated to the environment pretty quickly. Great. Um, next question is that what are some of the challenges you face after transitioning from IVC to um, the Berkeley and um, how did you adapt to, to those changes or like challenges? Mm -hmm. um, I think the, the biggest thing was like how competitive everything is here still. Like you get in, it's like one hurdle. And then once you get in, there's a bunch of other stuff you have to get over. Like everything here requires an application like clubs, um, like anything. It's, it's actually kind of insane. It's really funny, but it's also really sad at the same time because like you, let's say if you found like a really cool club and like, oh, you know, I really want to join this club. But then they have like a application and then three rounds of interviews. It, it doesn't really make sense. I mean, that's my opinion, right? Of course, like, you know, it's up to them. They're running the club, but literally everything here requires an application. Um, you can't just like kind of waltz into like things as you would, you know, back at CC per se. Um, so I think that that was definitely something that I had to get used to. And also just the fact that like, not only do you have to apply, but it's very, very competitive still. Like I applied to a good amount of research positions and I felt like I had really good interviews for a lot of them and I just got rejected from all of them. So that was just something I had to deal with, you know, and just accept that 
Um, I'll probably try again next semester. Um, but other than that, I think mm, this is kind of subjective, I guess you would say, but like difficulty of classes. So like, I don't think it's necessarily like as hard as like people made it out to be, but that could also just be that I like study a lot, right? I know some other people like might not be as like, might not be as like doing that as, as I would, right? Um, it's definitely very subjective, but um, academically wise, I feel like if you like were strong enough to get here, like you, you'll do fine probably, right? Um, yeah, I guess like, just, just like the biggest thing that threw me off when I first came was like everything you need to apply for, like even if you, after you got into school, right? Like nothing here, you can just get in for free basically. Wow, okay. Um, so yeah, is it very um, also competitive to apply for internships at Berkeley as a transfer student? Um, not really. I wouldn't say like, I mean, it's competitive regardless, right? Um, the only thing is like, because the special thing about Berkeley is that they don't, they have very, very little articulation for any CS classes, right? Um, the only thing that we have from IBC is partial articulation for data structures. Um, but I actually ended up opting to take re retake data structures in its entirety here, um, which I'm actually taking right now. But um, I guess the only thing like you're technically behind in, I mean, it's not technically, you're actually behind it, is coursework. Because as a result of not having any articulation, um, you have to retake like, not I guess not retake, but you have to take a lot of like the lower level programming classes, right? Or just CS classes in general. Um, which makes sense though, because their classes are actually really, really, really hard. Like I had to grind really hard this summer. Um, like uh, for example, um, this isn't like to be like a diss or anything, just like as an example of like showing like, like the amount of like content and material that they cover. Um, in the class I took over the summer, um, I took it, it was an eight week course and it was like considered Berkeley's like flagship, like CS course in a sense, right? It's called CS61A. Um, and I had, there's like, a lot of people just from other UCs and just community colleges and like high schoolers were taking the class as well in the summer. Um, and I had a, I had a couple of people in my discussion section that were from UCI and we had to like talk about like where we were from and like why we're taking this class and stuff like that. And apparently at UCI or apparently at UCI, this Berkeley class satisfies an entire year of CS coursework over there. Yeah. So that was like kind of crazy to be, but it kind of makes sense though, because it really does cover a lot. Like I felt like, the one class I took in the summer, in those eight weeks, I covered more than any CS class altogether at IBC. Um, so it is definitely very comprehensive and challenging for a reason. And it's good that they actually don't have articulation, I think, in my opinion, right? Because it forces you to like get used to like their level, in a sense. Um, and I believe that's true for most CCs, actually. I, I think like very little CCs have articulation to Berkeley CS courses. The only ones that do are like the ones around the area, right? Like Diablo Valley. Um, Berkeley City College, Laney College, stuff like that. Um, but as for everyone else, like I believe there's a like, very, very little articulation, almost none. True, true. Um, yeah, so my next question is like, how do you manage your time and um, with so much going on and just like, yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I've been, I've been kind of like working at like deadlines almost every single week, basically. Um, so like I have my three classes. I originally had four classes. I had a history class to, because like Berkeley has this thing where you have to take like an American cultures class as part of like your graduation requirement. Um, 
And I was taking it, I was in it for the first two weeks and I realized like, you know, this is really boring to me and I don't really have, have I don't really want to do this right now. So I dropped it. Um, so I have three classes, right? I have a CS class, I have an East class and I have a um, public health class for one of the programs I'm in. And I also like in teaching um, twice a week. So I guess in terms of how I manage my time, I just got to, when I have free time, I just basically just do homework or study or something like that, right? A lot of times I'm like doing stuff right before it's due. Um, which is just part of it. I feel like at the same time, though, I was also kind of thrown off at the beginning because uh, like the first two weeks of school, I had orientations for like some programs and like some other things, like both weekends. So like those weekends, I would have like used like, you know, acclimate myself to the material or like get used to stuff, but I just didn't have them. Um, so like that kind of threw me off schedule for a little bit. My next question is that uh, what are some of the clubs or organizations that you're part of at Berkeley? And um, I, I saw your LinkedIn earlier oh, um, okay. and I noticed you were part of CSM and also mm -hmm. um, the function which I kind of knew about. So yeah, just a few. Yeah, so, um, so I'm in like three programs, I guess you could say right now. Um, so I am in one first thing I am, I'm an academic intern for CS61A. So that's 61A is the class I took over the summer. Um, and academic interns basically just help out in the lab sections for 61A. Um, so like every almost every CS course at Berkeley has like the lecture and like lab section and then discussion section. Um, so like lab, they typically work on like some kind of lab assignment, typically some coding problems, stuff like that. So I just go to the lab section. I'm just there to like help anyone if they need help or need like some guidance on like how to approach questions. Um, that's pretty much what I do as an academic intern. And then for CSM, so CSM is an organization at Berkeley, um, computer science mentors is what it stands for. And I believe it's like one of the largest teaching organizations in the nation in terms of like, like for like a college affiliated one. Right. Um, but like, just for example, like for CSM, just for 61A. So CSM offers like tutoring sessions or like teaching section, teaching sections for every single under or lower division CS or EECS class at Berkeley. So that's like 61A, CS88, CS70, CS61B, CS61C, EECS16A, EECS16B, I believe. Um, so just in 61A itself, we have like 600 people like I signed up as like mentees this semester. Um, so like across all of them, they probably help like about 2000 people every semester. Um, but yeah, for CSM, I'm teaching a section um, and I have like six students in my section. And basically we go over like a worksheet and that's like related to 61A material. And I just teach them like certain solving problem solving strategies for them, like certain concepts and stuff like that. And we just go through the problems. Um, and then for Fung, so Fung, the Fung Fellowship at UC Berkeley, um, it's like kind of weird to explain it, but like it's a program where you kind of like apply for a track. So they either have the health plus tech track or like the conservation plus tech track. and you apply for one and basically you are building like tech solutions for that certain track, right? And you work with like industry and community partners um, to like, you know, solve problems, I guess. So for example, like one of the problems that we often work with in the health track is like Kaiser, for example. Um, we work with Kaiser and like a bunch of other like health, like tech related companies um, to build stuff. So like right now our current design challenge is about like uh, combating like health misinformation on like social media platforms or just like internet in general, like stuff like that. Um, so I'm in the health track, by the way, if I didn't say that, but um, yeah, so it's pretty much just like a very project-based, like solutions-oriented like program. Um, 
so yeah, that's pretty much like the three main things I do at Berkeley. Wow, they all sound very cool and kind of time consuming, not gonna lie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think I pretty much covered um, everything, but do you have any advice or tips for students that we haven't like talked about or gone over? And oh, right, I have a question. Um, I heard like impulsive syndrome is like a big thing as a transfer student. And so I'm um, just like wondering like if you have experienced it or if you have any friends who experienced it and um, how do you like advise students to deal with it? Basically, um, yeah, I definitely have experienced imposter syndrome syndrome and I still am to an extent, but like I kind of like learned to control it because um, it's like overbearing at sometimes, right? You have to like kind of just either ignore it or just accept it at some point or get over it, I guess. Those are like the three main things I guess you could say about it. Um, but I guess just accept that like, you know, you are also here, um, you know, at this school, right? You got in for a reason um and like it's not like i'm it wasn't like i'm academically like worse than them right like i did i did really well in that class i took of the summer it's just like um you kind of see like where like the differences are in like terms of accomplishments up until that point in your life and you're like oh wow that's kind of crazy but um at the same time like you know everyone has their own different path everyone has like their own different journey right so it's like some people take it slower, some people take it faster, you know, it, it just happens to be like whatever people's paces are. So that's something that I just like, you know, accepted and I was like, you know what, I still have time, right? Um, I, I'm just gonna make the most of my two years here and call it pretty much. Um, so I guess in general, just to like, if you ever experience it, I'm sure most people will just like just take a step back and just realize that you also made it to that school, wherever, might, wherever you might be, and just understand that like, you still have time to accomplish whatever you still want to accomplish. Thank you. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, um, do you have like any final words? Um, I guess just be very like, just, just know what you want to do. I think one thing that people get stuck in at community college, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but um, I think they, they try to like spread themselves too thin. Like they try to explore like too many different avenues at once. And that ends up like doing more harm than it is good for them. Um, Cause as transfer students, there's like this perception, I guess not perception, but there's an idea that you need to know what you want to do um, by the time you transfer at least, right? Um, while you're at CC, it's perfectly fine. But if you know like you want to go somewhere and you know like some kind of like major or field you're interested in, like you better be focused on doing that because once you're focused on something and you know you want to do it, like it's very easy to like build around that, right? Um, I think that was like the case for me, right? Like I knew from the start I want to go to the Berkeley, even though I started as like bioengineering, like, you know, I still knew I wanted to be CS very early on. Um, so that's just one thing, but at the same time, like just make sure you are like not spreading yourself too thin. Like I know a lot of people um, that like, you know, they try to be part of like everything at IBC and it's not a bad thing, right? It's good, but at the same time, um, they need to show like they really have like some kind of passion for their major specifically, right? And display that whatever through whatever it might be, either extracurricular activities, classes, um, projects, and stuff like that. Okay, thank you so much um, for taking. Yep, no problem. Thank you for having me.